Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. A lot of people don't know once they get filled that you got to keep staying filled. Okay, and how you stay filled is by praying in the Holy Ghost. Now listen to me, over these next three days, over the next three days, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost or you don't have, you don't know, you know somebody not filled with the Holy Ghost, bring them in the building. I'm thinking by Thursday, Friday, I promise you this, by Friday, I'll lay hands on everybody in the building. You're going to get filled with the Holy I've had people 15 years couldn't get filled with the Holy Ghost. I had a lady one time, it was like 18 years, couldn't get filled with the Holy Ghost. You get filled with the Holy Ghost in eight minutes. It don't even take eight minutes. It took eight seconds. I had a guy, it took me two minutes. This lady, he didn't get filled for 18 years. I said, Acts 19, we'll get you filled like this. Lay hands on you and get it to you. Amen. I had the wrestler come by the house one day. I got a professional wrestler come by my house. I'll tell you that story one day when we got time. I said, I ain't got time for all your nonsense, man. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I got a meeting. I said, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lay my hands on you and you pray. I ain't going to sit here all day waiting for you. He said, you know something, you're a little ornery. I said, well, you're a little difficult. So get over here. I put him in one of those little swivel chairs. I smacked my hand on his head. I said, now pray. He started, blah, blah, she it, blah, blah. I said, all right, now go home. Take that witch and go. He came back a week later. You know what he told me? He said, I prayed for hours, and it felt like all the pain that was inside of me was leaving my body. Tell you right here and now, don't, don't steer away from the Holy Ghost. Steer into the Holy Ghost. And let me explain something. That's what the book's about, the Holy Spirit. We got four conferences a year around here. I, I asked the Lord, one Holy Spirit, he's the greatest friend you ever got. Let me tell you something. I think God gave you, I'm going to say something in here. It's intimate. I think God gave you the Holy Spirit because nobody in the world can really understand you and will figure you out. And nobody can get in your heart in the areas that he can. And don't steer away from him. And I think the church worldwide is maybe steering away a little bit. Don't steer away. Steer into him. He's everything. He's everything. Ain't nothing weird about it. The only thing that's weird about it is the understanding side. Doesn't make sense, but a lot of things don't make sense. I get in my car, I press a button, it starts. I don't understand none of that. I go in the microwave, I push some buttons, then comes out hot. I don't know how that works. You? So guess what? God told you, he said, it's good for me to go, I'm going to leave you to help her. So when the helper shows up, don't, don't, don't steer clear. But I think there's some baseline disciplines we got to achieve. Because sometimes what happens is we walk away from the things we know we should do, and the things that we should do can lead us to the things we can do. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit. So these next couple of days. But these next three days are about you getting filled again. Because you know what happens sometimes with this? I really do. I don't think we kind of leak the Holy Spirit, but I kind of think we get dull in the things of the Spirit, and we got to come back in and get filled up to overflowing again. And in Acts chapter 4, I want you to look at this, okay? Look at Acts chapter 4. Just write these down. These scriptures are about you. And as we get in this thing tonight, we're going to let the Holy Spirit flow. We're going to get every, everybody needs to get filled. We'll get you filled over these next couple of days. Just make a commitment to come to church. Is that, is that okay? Amen? Is that all right? Look at verse Acts chapter 4, verse 31. And we're going to see this. And it says this, Acts 4, 31. There you go. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. Okay, now Pentecost had kind of hit already because Acts chapter two, Pentecost came 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 to these to, came to the disciples and them that were in the upper room and they had a move of God, amen. And when the move of God hit, this is why this is why you got to be praying in the Spirit daily, amen. You got to get daily. Everybody, write this down. Daily discipline number one. I got to pray in the Holy Ghost daily. 
Now, I don't know how you're going to do that. We don't like talking about discipline in the church, but we need to because how many you know without discipline, we cannot achieve what we need to achieve spiritually. Is that all right? You know what I'm saying? Because spiritually, you can't achieve no further than what you renew your mind. Okay, is that all right? And you got to renew your mind. And Jesus had to renew his mind. So this is what I need you to do. I need you to build daily disciplines. Is that all right? And I'm not, you know, guys, I ain't in here trying to like, oh, you better pray for five hours. How about you start giving God five, ten minutes a day? Amen? Every day. Every day. No day no days off. You understand know what I mean by that? Like, start building that discipline. Like, maybe on my ride to work. I'm on, I've been talking about this. Because we can get to the deep things of God. It's real easy. Because guess what? The spiritual things are deep. Amen? So look what he said. And when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they what? And they were filled with the Holy I thought they got filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, they got filled again. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Amen? The Holy Ghost came on them and they got bold. Amen? They had had been what? In a season of life where there was pressure in life, and they got boldness again when they got filled again. Amen? Now, the initial infilling of the Holy Spirit, after a person is born again, you get a measure. Amen? But you get baptized in the Holy Ghost with the overflow and the evidence of praying in tongues, then you what? You become saturated in the things of the Spirit of God. But how many you know when you stay away from stirring yourself up, you got to get filled up again. Amen? You understand what I mean by that? The Bible says this. It says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. Amen? That means you got to keep yourself stirred up to stay filled up. Amen? And the most important thing you could do is this, is Romans 12, 1 and 2. You all know these scriptures. Write them down. I need you to start building daily disciplines. A lot of you have them, but how many of you know you're going to have to build the daily discipline in the Spirit? And one of the reasons why I believe the Holy Spirit is not as easy to build a daily discipline in is because it doesn't look like anything's happening when you're praying in the Spirit. There's not a lot of real interaction praying in the Spirit. When I read the Word of God, a revelation comes. When I kind of do my daily devotional, something comes from the Word of God. But when I flip the switch and just, it's a little hard to keep my mental perspective where it needs to be while my spirit man is being edified. The Bible says, yo, the outward man perisheth, the inward man is becoming renewed day by day. Amen? Your spirit man becoming stronger day by day. Now, let me tell you something what the Bible says. It says, a weak man's spirit cannot stand bodily pain nor trouble, but a strong man's spirit can overcome. There's a lot of things in life we have problems overcoming because we're not strong in spirit. A strong man's spirit could overcome bodily pain and trouble. A weak spirit no one can bear. Amen? So you got to understand something. You are in charge of your spirit life. There's a lot. You ever been, you ever been tight spiritually? Things don't bother you as much as then when you're not tight. Come on, guys. You're not as emotional when your spirit man's as tight. Come on, right? Look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, right? See it? I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, which is what? Which is acceptable unto God. It's your holy, just, acceptable service unto God. And be what? Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. Not be conformed, but be ye transformed. Amen? What's that mean? Transformation takes place from things in the spirit. Amen? You got to turn yourself inside out. All right? Does that make sense? Because God's in you. The minute you got born again, God moved in you. Some of you got to start getting a conscious. God? No, God. You're not God, but God lives in you. Know ye not that your body's a temple of the living God? That God's in me. 
I think too many times, church, we're doing this. God, ain't nothing wrong with going, God. You ain't God, but God lives in you. God ain't up in the clouds. He's in you. And the more conscious you can become of a Godward in-mindedness, the easier life is going to be. Know ye not my body's done. So I'm not going to start looking for answers up here. I'm going to start looking for answers in here. You getting it? You seeing it? And I'm going to tell you what, the more time you spend with God, because you're going to get this. When you get born again, the Holy Spirit moves in. It's like a pool in a line. You ever remember a pool liner? You don't have that here a lot. Like a pool liner does like this. It's kind of like a bag with water in it. You know what I'm saying? You ever see a bag with water in it? You know, up north people, you know what I'm saying? You just have a pool liner. You put the liner in, you pour the water in. That's what he was saying. He said, you can't have an old skin and new wine. So he gives you a new bag. It's like having a balloon. He took you out, the old balloon out, put a new balloon in you, and pours enough water in you so your balloon can expand. He said the old wine skin will blow up if you put the new wine in there. The new wine was the spirit of God came in your new skin. He said, that's why I made you a new creature in Christ, never been one like you before. When he made you new, guess what he did? He lined you with a new spirit. Guess what happened? You know why I did that? So the Holy Ghost could come in there. Now, the Holy, you're not the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit lives in you. And the only time me and you have real commune with the Holy Spirit is when we yield to him. Okay? Now, the word of God is the what? Is God in the flesh in the spirit realm, meaning like this. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But guess what? There's some things, the word of God, there's some stuff you don't have the answers for because your Bible only gives you so much information. Does that make sense? There's some things you got to find. Let me tell you something right now. Some of the stuff you go through in life ain't easy. You need the Holy Ghost. The Bible says rivers of living water will flow up out of your belly. I believe there's a river for every circumstance of your life. I believe there's a river for every circumstance of your life because Jesus said this. He said, I'm not going to leave you nor forsake you nor leave you here hopeless. Think of this. The Holy Spirit, Jesus can only be with the disciples in one place. The Holy Spirit could be with everybody everywhere. He's a spirit. You're a spirit. So where do you think you're going to connect with God? Say this out loud. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. I am a spirit. I have a mind, a will, and emotions. I live in a body. I'm a spirit. So if I'm a spirit and God's a spirit, where do we contact God? In the spirit. So why are we looking outside and everywhere else to try to figure out whether God's doing something? Well, I don't see nothing. Good. You're probably more spiritual by not looking for something than you are looking for it. That's where faith works. Now, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. By it, the elders obtained a good report. By it, faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not not seen. So faith is in the not seen realm. So why are you looking in the seen realm to tell me whether you got faith or not? Doesn't work there. When it shows up in the seen realm, it's not faith no more. So why am I looking at what I see to tell me where I'm at? Because what I see is temporal subject to change. When I get faith material, because look what it says here. By it, we understand the world was framed by the word of God. And the elders obtained a good report. Look at verse 2. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Look at verse 3. Look what it says there. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. 
He, did you get that? No, you got that one over your head. It's good, though. At least you're honest. Go back to verse 3. Watch. I'll go slow. See, look, you can't go quick. This is why we've been in this thing. I'm going to teach. I'll teach. I'm going to tell you what. You guys are the best. My crew is the best. All y'all the visiting people, God bless you. I love you, too. But my crew is solid. Just come ready, and we'll plug and play. I'm going to teach the Word of God from dusk to dawn in this place. I'm not going to keep you all night, but every time we get in here, I'm not going to stop. Because once you get revelation, you got power to change your life. We can run, shout, jump, and it's going to wear out. But when you got revelation, you're going to run, jump, and shout forever. I promise you will. That's why I got no problem going slow because we ain't in no hurry. We got a lifetime. It's okay. It's a lot sometimes to grasp. Just go back. Go to verse 1. Look at faith. Because all this, see, let me tell you something right now. If you don't have faith for praying in the Holy Ghost, you ain't going to do it, church. And you Pentecostal people, God bless you. I'm as Pentecostal as they come. You be, well, if they don't pray in no tongues, I ain't going to that church. We Pentecostal. We so, we Pentecostal. You Pentecostal? You seeker friendly? Y'all don't talk about no Holy Ghost. Right? You ain't, you got to see it on the road. You Pentecostal? Yeah, we Pentecostal. I like to turn around and go, when's the last time your little Pentecostal self prayed in the Holy Ghost? Because you fighting over where you go to church, little Pentecostalite. You know what I'm saying? And they ain't even praying in the spirit. Got the power on the inside. Look, we all get lazy. I get lazy too. How can I preach to you? Easy. I can go sit next to you and preach to myself because I'm you. Yeah, I know some days you get tired. And when life starts throwing some punches, it gets hard to get up. And shanda, randa, kanda, brakalam, andande, lay, hey. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? It ain't easy to flip the switch when you got pressure. You got to have faith for the Holy Ghost. You got you to gotta have faith that I'm not wasting time sitting there with nothing. It's so dry. Man, whoever told you this is fun lied. Lied. You got to pray. Brother Norval one time, I said, Brother Norval, what did you do? He said, oh, Brother Norval. Brother Norval goes like this to me. I go, Brother Norval, what did you do? He said, oh, me and Brother Hagen got together, and we just prayed in the Spirit. Prayed in the Spirit. How long are you praying in the Spirit, Brother Norval? I don't know. I think like two hours. Are you praying in the Spirit for two hours? And then, no, he said, oh, no, we just, until it bubbled up. I said, Till what? what do you mean, what bubbled up? He said, it just, it just kind of, it just kind of, it was like this. I said, Brother Norval, what are you talking about? In my head, I didn't tell him that because then he'll yell at you. So I don't want to get yelled at. You flicky thing. Uh, I'm like, what do you mean did this? He said, just like this. Remember, Will, we'd ask him those goofy questions and he'd like answer them. <laughs> he like, he like, he said, bubbles up. Just like this. Is it in your belly? He looked at me. He goes, it's in your belly. I said, what's in my belly? I got a little extra jiggle in there. I know I got a little bit, but what do you mean? No, it's in your belly. He said, There's, he's, it's, in, it's in your belly. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's in your belly. I said, I don't know what you mean. He said, the Holy Ghost is in there. And when you, and you start praying in the Spirit, he starts, he said, he asked me one time, he told me one time, I think it was like this, he said, you remember a percolator? Remember back in the day you had a percolator? It's not like that Mr. Coffee thing you got. Now, now you all got pods. You, all you kids are lost, right? They used to have this thing called a percolator, and it used to perk, perk up, perk, 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 And then the lid, I remember the lid used to have, like, coffee look like it was in it. And it was like, look at that thing. Perk, 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 perk. It's a percolator. He said, it just start percolating up. He said, the Holy Ghost will get in your belly. You guys don't even know what I'm talking about. It percolate. 
I'll, I'll show you a picture in the office, okay? Percolate. Percolate. They don't, you know, you're old enough. Percolate. He said it'll percolate and it'll bubble up, it'll bubble up, it'll bubble up, it'll bubble up, and then joy will come out your mouth. And you got it. That, and he said this. He said, that's when you know you got the note of victory. I said, whoa, 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 stop. Stop on that one point right there. What's the note of victory? That's what I'm trying to get. I got to get the victory. I'm shot out. I need the victory. Whoa, 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 stop. Go slow. After I'm, okay, let me write this down. One, pray in the dry no nothing tongues, because this is bad. With no music, because when you're in church, it's fun, right? You're like, yeah, woo, Holy Ghost, yeah, you home in the room. <laughs> you home in the room, passing out, get up early, pacing the floor. I'm like, man, dude, if I'm doing this, I've got to be doing something wrong. I read the books, you know, you read the books. I fell out, Sean, I, I fell Me and Sean used to go to pray down at the Miracle Center, 6 o'clock in the morning. There's times I fell asleep up there. You know I did. Come on. But I shot You up there, you ain't no music. Ain't nobody around. Rabbi, they told me it was good for me. It's like, oh, what a nightmare. So, did you think this is fun all the time? You lying, and the person next to you is a liar, too. Like, cache, ombra, breche. Man, I mean, it felt like four hours. It's like four seconds. You're like, oh, my God. Rapa, rembe. And I said, Brother Rupert, okay, I got that. I got that. You got to pray every day. Okay, now what's this percolator? He said, it'll, it'll, it'll percolate. It'll percolate. And, and, and it'll bubble up. It'll bubble up. Right, bubble up. I ain't got to the bubble up part yet. I just got the dry, boring part down. I got that down pat. One, because he's a person, but go slow. I'm going to show you. I'll give you mystery keys. Because, see, I didn't know what to do with my mind until a little while ago. See, because they, people don't talk like this no more. And the Lord said to me, he said, if you'll meditate on what you're praying about, I'll give you revelation about it. I said, what would you say? He said, I don't care if you bring a picture in there, boy. If you'll hold it in your mind, you could pray it out with your spirit. Brother Hagin said it like this. I was sitting in there. He said, I know what he goes. I, I started knowing what I was praying about, and I didn't know how. You know how? Meditation. You ever go in your prayer time with worry and you start praying and you can't, you can't get that thing off your mind, but you and you can't get that thing off your mind? Next thing you know, you get direction about the thing you were worrying about. That's reverse meditation in the right way. God wants you to pull it in there so you could do this. You could keep in your mind on the thing you need to be praying about and praying your spirit, you'll start picking stuff up about it. And ain't nothing weird about it. The world's doing it all the while. But the thing is this, the church never talked about it, so you didn't know what to do. So you went in there aimlessly, not knowing what you're doing. But I got news. How do you think I pray for you? That's how I stumbled on this. I'd go in there, and I'd go in there and pray for Adrian and the kids. I don't know what I'm doing. Do I know what's going on? I don't, I don't even talk to them that much. But I see them in church, and I start praying. La, ba, 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 re, be, shake, and things will bubble up. Pray for the kids. Pray for Willie. Pray for this. I said, look at this. Ain't this something? Hold the keys here right there. Something. Hey. See what I'm saying? You got to keep your mind because your mind's unfruitful. You got to keep your mind. If you don't keep your mind attentive to something, praying in the spirit, you'll drift off and not really accomplish much. That's how you get unity in one accord. That's why the intercessors in the back there, they know how to pray. 
That's why they bring you into prayer. You'd be praying buckshot all over the place. I went to Raymond. I've been praying in there for six months. We were all over the joint the first four months. I don't know if we accomplished anything until they taught us. And then they would start throwing things out there. We're praying about winter Bible saying, oh, I'm seeing where they're going now. We're praying for the prophet. Oh, I see where you're going. You're trying to get my head on something so my spirit can get connected. If I come in here and say, we're praying for relevant church, guess what we're all going to do? We're staying focused on praying for relevant church. If we're interceding for you, guess what? We're interceding for Okay, I know my mind is unfruitful, so you got to give my mind something to do when I'm praying in the spirit. Otherwise, it'll drift off into no man's land. But nobody taught me this. That's why we're having a three-day seminar, so you can bring pictures of the kids in there. Lay your hand on that joker, and ain't nothing wrong with it. Don't let the world tell you it's weird. It ain't weird. They stole it from the church. You understand what I mean? Ain't nothing wrong with that. You bring that look in there. I'm praying for you. You'll start picking up utterance about what you're praying about, even though you don't even know how you even got in this thing. God will start giving you direction, seeing and knowing. See, the Holy Ghost is the spirit of seeing and knowing. He lets you see and let you know things you didn't know. Sometimes I could see, and sometimes you just know. You just know. You ever pick, you ever just go, something ain't right. Brother Hagin said it like this. He said it was like taking a shower with your socks on. Something ain't right with doing that. Just don't feel right. Can't explain it. Don't know what it is. Somebody asks you what's wrong with it. You say, something just ain't right about it. Got my shower. I'm taking a shower with my socks on. This ain't right. Something wrong. Squishy socks ain't right. You know what I'm saying? So go back to, go back to Hebrews 11. So we got to develop. We got to develop life in the spirit. Now, let me tell you, it's a lot of trial and error because there's no formula to it, and you got to practice it through the presence of it. But I'm helping you. Because ain't nobody told me this, Norm. Nobody told me this. I go in there and pray. I was like, shot out. I said, what you mean, the percolator? He said it'll percolate until you get the note of victory and joy will come out your mouth. You see what I'm saying? You'll get peace. I don't know how you'll know, but you'll know I got it. You understand what I mean? Now, watch this, because you're going to take situations in the prayer now. You ain't going to be praying aimlessly. You're going to pray till you get results. You understand what I mean by that? You're going to go in there and pray for the kids, and you're going to pray one day, and you're going to pick it up the next day, and you're going to get prayer projects. And you're gonna, and then you're going to know, wait a minute, my career, I'm praying about that. And one day you're going to get the little bubble up percolator and go, I got it. I got it. It's the note of victory. Joy, write that down. Joy is the note of victory. When you got joy about the subject, you're there. It, joy is the note of victory. Amen? Now, some of you say, how long is it going to take to get joy? Boy, I wish I knew. I'd bottle it up and sell it. I don't know how long it's going to take. Some of them kids are going to take six months. I don't know, but he promised he'll bring joy, amen? Joy will come, amen? But you got to process it through prayer. Does that make sense? you got to stay in the spirit. Now, obviously, you can't stay there all day. You go back. You pick your projects up, prayer projects. Now, it's going to take faith, okay? Look at Hebrews 11.1. 1. I didn't forget about that. Now, faith is the subtle. Now, faith. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. So if it's going to happen later, it's hope. You ain't got faith yet. Boy, that's why you come to faith seminar. If hope don't produce nothing. Now, you got to have hope. Hope brings confident expectation. But if it ain't now, it ain't faith. Come on, guys. Look, write them down. Mark 11, 23 and 24. Whosoever shall stand in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. And when you pray, believe that you receive, and ye shall have them. 24. And when you pray, believe you receive, and ye shall have. 
and when you pray. And when you what? When you pray, believe you receive. Not when you see it. Come on, right? You see it up there? You guys like this? I thought you guys knew all this stuff. It's all right. I, I don't mind. I'll go back over. I just don't want to ever wear you out. If I get redundant, just say speed it up. Because faith comes by hearing, you know what I mean? Sometimes I think, like, I don't want to bore you. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. I don't want to mess you up. But I like it. I come hang out with you guys every day. We should have church every day. Right? We do go slow because you're learning it. This is new to some of you, right? Mark 11, 23 and 24. Look at it, right? It says, Verily I say unto you, whatsoever, whosoever, whosoever, I'm a whosoever, shall say unto the mountain, your mouth, let me tell you, you got to call some things that be not as though they were. If you don't call it, it won't come. That crazy dog I got. If you don't call that joker, he won't come. But if you call him, he'll come. Some of you got some stuff out there. It's waiting for you to call it. Now, if you don't call it, it won't come. It don't have to come, but it has to obey the command of you. You got some healing out there. You got to call it. You got some money out there. You got to call it. You got some stuff. You got to call it. It's waiting for you to call it. Say, Pastor Chris, it's a lot of work. It ain't a lot of work, but you got to be precise in your work. You got to be specific. Nothing becomes dynamic till it becomes specific. It's just going to be aimless. People walking around aimless. You be specific about it. God's in the details. Whosoever shall send in the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. Now when do I believe I receive? When I prayed. So what you, what do you mean, what is going to happen ain't faith. If you didn't, if you, I pray, I pray that money's easy. I prayed and believed I received. Well, then good. You should have walked out with the money. I don't see it. You, you can't walk by what you see. Faith don't work in what you see. Faith works in an unseen realm. You seeing it? You got to believe you receive when you pray. And then when you walk out, what? Keep that joy. Healing is found there. Everything's found there. It's a realm of faith. Now go to Hebrews 11.1. It's going to make faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So faith is the substance or the material of things hope has what? Found. Hope is found in the word of God. Hebrews chapter 6 says hope is an anchor in the soul. Why do I need an anchor for my soul? Because my mind, will, and emotions need to get saved. James calls it the saving of the soul through the engrafted word of God, which is able to graft to your heart and create a new path of life. So how do I save my soul? My mind's all over the joint. I'm going to tell you what, you get good at praying in the Holy Ghost, you'll start learning how to control your mind. You'll settle your mind. Because my spirit, got to understand this, my spirit is the only thing that can override my mind. Otherwise, the devil will try to torment you in mind. That's why people don't understand. That's why they got to get over in the spirit. If you're having mind things, it's hard to confess the word and cast down imaginations. How in the world are you going to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God if you ain't got the tools to cast it down? You got to be strong in the spirit. So as a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, a weak spirit who can bear. So the stronger you make your spirit man, Hello, because I am a spirit, have a soul, live in a body. The easier it is for me to cast down the imagination, because imaginations come from God or the devil. 
How can I cast down if I'm not strong? Not as easy. But when I'm strong in spirit, I'm a better caster downer because why? I'm more developed in my strength in the spirit. Because how many of you know it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. Your strong spirit will help you dominate earth affairs. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the earth's going to start talking back to you. And when it talks back to you, you talk to it. Amen. But when you're weak, you ain't feel like talking to nothing. You just kind of live status quo Christianity because I'm not strong. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. See, Jesus, let me tell you right here now, I believe this with all my heart. The Holy Spirit was sent to earth for the greatest dispensation of, of, of basically relationship with mankind. I believe when we go to heaven, it's going to flip. God and Jesus will be more important. Even though they're three, three and one, the Spirit of God was given to the earth. Jesus walked with the disciples. That was the strongest dispensation, obviously, for that time. Jesus said, it's good for me to go. I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. How many of you know you're going to have more interaction with the Holy Spirit in your earth walk than you are in your heaven walk? So you better master who he is because he's a person. He's not it. That's why Romans, look, that's why, uh, let, let's just, can, we, can we show you something? Just want to see something? Now, let me finish this faith stuff so you understand this. Now faith is the stuff. Now. Everybody say now. If it ain't now, it ain't faith. Look, I just cleaned up your prayer life right there because half these unbelief prayers you pray need to go out the window because they ain't working. You pray for the same thing a hundred times. I know why. Watch. You want to know why? I'm going to take, which one are you looking for? Romans 8? I'll take you there. Which one you want? The one or three. Which one you need? Strong in the Spirit. It's Proverbs 20-something. I'll find it. Uh, um. I'll give you that one. It's Proverbs 20. Find that one in there. It's Proverbs chapter 20, uh, uh, the strong in spirit. That one, they, they probably want that for their notes. It says, a strong man's spirit who can, who can uh, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble, a weak spirit who can bear. It's in there somewhere. And it's Proverbs, I think it's Proverbs something like 20 or 10 or something like that. Maybe Proverbs 10. But that's okay. That's why we can do this. And we're going to have open session. Hey, Friday, I think we're going to have open platform. Me and Doc answering questions, which means I'll just sit here and let him talk. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have open session about the things of the Spirit. So come. Thursday or Friday night. I don't know which one. Don't find it. When Angela finds it, she'll wave at me. Now, faith is the substance of things. Now, if it ain't, now it ain't. So watch this. Remember I just said this? How many of these prayers you pray you didn't believe you received when you prayed? Then ain't no faith. They don't work. No, you got to stay here. Look at me. If you went in and prayed for the money and walked out and went looking for it, you ain't going to find it. It takes faith to exchange. If you went, listen to me, y'all better look at me. Stop looking for the Proverbs one. She'll find it and wave at me. You better listen to me. I'm telling you, God's honest truth. I'm telling you this. This is where you, you get mad at God and go, why don't you answer my prayers? God goes like this. I can't answer your prayers because you don't have faith. And without faith, I can't do it. I want to do it. You're breaking God's heart. God wants to answer your prayers. But you got to ask right. You can't go in there and pray, oh, God, I believe I receive. Walk out and go, where is it? No, it doesn't work like that. Faith is the currency of heaven. Did you get that? Is it Proverbs 20, 27? You, 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 you're making me think while you're Googling it. But it, it'll bubble up out of my spirit the more I leave it in there. But otherwise, we'll get it later. Watch this. Hebrews, you see it? Now faith is. So let me ask you a question. What happens if you go in there and you pray for healing and you don't get it? You didn't have faith when you went in there. Hello? She's got Swarby going off over there. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence is not seen. Now faith is the what? 
Substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not what? By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report. By what? By faith. They believed a good report. Keep going. She got to shut her phone off sometime today. She done broke it. Go to verse 2. You're too busy looking for Proverbs. You're all right. Go to verse 2. I just read it, though. By it, we understand the elders obtained a good report. Now watch verse 3. Through faith. Through what? Faith, we understand the world was framed by the word of God. So everything you see was framed by the word of God. Everything you see. That chair you're sitting on was made by the word of God. How'd that happen? Words. You understand what I'm saying? Words created this. He released it. It became. Now watch this. You ready for this? So that the things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. He said faith substance is invisible, and when it shows up into the material, it's not faith no more. It now has become substance. It was a word, and when it became flesh, it dwelt among us. We've seen it. Everything you see was a word, and then when it materialized, when he said light, nobody knew what light was. Light came out of him. Are you pulling this in? You seeing this? So everything was in an unseen realm before it showed up in a seen realm. Now I'm going to tell you something about the Holy Ghost. I don't believe God's sovereign. Okay? I know I'll get some critics about that. Some mainline people will get mad. I don't believe God's sovereign because if God just sovereignly moved when he wants to move, that would make him unfair. I believe God moves because somebody prayed. And that's why when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you make intercession and when you make intercession, you may have got access because God got no access in the earth without words. You know what I'm saying? He got to have words because without words, he can't do nothing. That's why you got to ask and what you don't know to ask. That's why he said in, he says in this, let me show you Romans 8.14. Go to Romans 8.14. Did you find my scripture? Did you find it? You guys are soft. The blessing of the Lord make it rich and out in the start. That ain't it. Go. I'll find it for you. Leave it. Go, go over here. Go to Romans chapter 8. It is Proverbs 18.14. It's Proverbs 18.14. That's it. All I had to know was find it. I just, once I knew the scripture, go to Proverbs 18.14 for all my clinically, clinically, clinically technological people. The spirit of a man will sustain him in infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Different translation is a weak man's spirit. It says, the spirit of a man will sustain him in infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. You got like NIV or something. It might even be amplified. It, it says it like this. A, a, a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble. I'll find it for you today. But you see that? Uh, the spirit of a man will sustain him in what? Infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Did you get that? Okay, I got a different translation in me. There you go, amplified. The spirit of a man sustains him in sickness, but a broken spirit, go, who can bear it? And in another place it says a strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble. Might be the message, I don't even know. Bodily pain and trouble, but a weak spirit can't do nothing. You got to get strong in spirit. Remember 1 Thessalonians said this? He said, I pray, beloved, above all things, that you're what? Spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Spirit, soul, and body. He wants you to be spiritually strong. You'll be spiritually strong. Here's the problem with the church. We don't teach you how to be spiritually strong. We come and entertain you and then send you out into the world with a real devil and say, fight. You ain't got no tools to fight. That's why you know, we ain't playing around here. Relevant ain't no joke. Because that's why I train you hard. So when you go out there, you slap the devil around. You ain't going to go out there and die. die. I went somewhere and I go, I was just in New York. I told those people, you ain't got to die. Die. I said, you blessed. You can't kill somebody blessed. 
Ain't no one going to take your life. You tell the devil, shut up. You put him in his place. See, don't talk like this in church. Oh, don't talk about the devil. Everybody freak out. No, 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 no. You got to get dominion. Look at Romans 8, 14. You all right? Give me a little bit of time now. I told you I'm going to keep you a little bit. I ain't going to keep you all night. These kids got school and everything. That's a lot of word anyway. But did you get that? I'm going to be, everybody say this out loud. Say, I'm building a strong spirit. Okay? Now you got you to gotta feed your spirit. Amen? Look at this. For as many as are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led. Well, I'm supposed to be led by the spirit. Well, we think the spirit of God is going to lead you into the things of God. Look at Romans 8, 16. For the spirit itself should say himself bears witness with your spirit that you are the sons of God. He ain't it. He's a him. He's a person. Ain't no dove flying out in the sky, all this crazy stuff. He's a person. He's a person that lives in you, and he wants to talk to you. Now, here's my question. What do you think? Everybody say, I got God in me. Go slow. I got God in me. How come I don't hear God, right? You got to get on the same frequency. Does that make sense? How do I get my frequency on God? I start sowing towards the things that God wants me to sow to, because watch what happens. Remember I told you this? I, okay, you with me? I am in him and he is in me. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? So if I'm in him and he's in me and I am a spirit, remember we taught this? Spirit, soul, body. Body can't go nowhere unless it's directed by spirit or soul. This earth suit's neutral. It's going to go for the ride. What happens when spirit is stronger than soul? It goes towards the things of the spirit. What happens when spirit is weaker than soul? It goes towards the things of the flesh. That's Romans chapter 8, guys. Read Romans 7, right? Paul said, what a wretched man that I am. Unsaved man he was talking about. The things I want to do, I cannot do. The things I wish not to do, I do. Oh, what a wretched man I am. He says, then what? In Romans 8 and 1. There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus for the law of the spirit of life in Christ has set me free from the law of sin and death. What does that mean? That mean, He was talking to unregenerated man. Don't act weak. Don't tell me you're some sinner saved by grace. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You got power and dominion and you got grace and grace ain't sloppy mercy. Grace is empowering you to be what you couldn't be before grace showed up. Don't live weak. You don't got to live. The church wants you to leave jacked up, bound. Oh, let's all go have a party about being bound and how we're all fighting and struggling and how we all need a help group and a support group and how we all, listen, I'm down with the support group. Don't get mad at me. I'm down with the connect. I'm down with the supernatural. Let's talk. But before we go get in all this, somebody have a prayer meeting and pray in the Holy Ghost for an hour and get stirred up so you can break out of this weak place that they're trying to leave you in like you some victim for the rest of your life when you're the righteousness of God filled with the God Almighty. I'm not taking nothing away from the pain everybody had to go through. But I'm going to quicken the process for you to get out. You get strong in spirit, you won't think like you used to think. Things that used to keep you bound won't keep you bound. Come on, you understand? Because look what he said there, is that the spirit itself should be himself bears witness with my spirit. So here's the thing. Spiritual communication happens in the Holy Spirit. My spirit connects with the Holy Spirit in the place of the Spirit. And once that starts happening, I start getting inside information from God Almighty. And that happens in my spirit. That's why when you yield, now watch this, watch this, 
Watch this. This Holy Spirit changed your whole life. Because when you yield your spirit over to the Holy Spirit, you start yielding over what? Your tongue. And the Bible said in James chapter 3, he said, if you could bridle that tongue, he said, my God in heaven, you could be a man that does not sin. And wherever that mouth goes, that body's going. And once you start giving over your tongue to the Holy Spirit, you start yielding in submission to the things of the Spirit of God. Now the Spirit of God can start moving supernaturally. So why do I got to stay in the Holy Spirit? Go to 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to go look real quick. Give me like about 10, 15 minutes. I'll wrap the whole thing up, okay? Because you got to start. Now, listen, ain't no other way to get this. You got to start doing it. Does that make sense? And some of you, I tell you what the most important thing, buddy up. That's how I got it. I went and I was like, remember, I went and John. I said, hey, I got to pray. I don't know. God told me to pray. That man says, show up in the morning. We'll pray. I said, show up in the morning. We'll pray. What time? I said, how about 530? I said, how about Hama? Every day. Then he got a brainstorm one time. He really did. I thought he was nuts. He got a brainstorm. He's like, you know, I've been kind of thinking about this, and we prayed for like six months, a year. I don't remember what it was. He said, I think we should start even earlier. I said, oh, great. I'm glad God's speaking these things to you. He wasn't definitely talking to me about this. I said, what, what, what time do you think is earlier? Why don't you come over at 5? I said, oh, praise God. We'll pray from 5 to 6, and then from 6 to whatever, I'll figure it out. And then 7 o'clock, yeah, great. And I can go to work. That'll be great. I'll be going to bed at 9 o'clock for the rest of my life. Praise the Lord. Okay. Whatever. You, yeah, if you think this is a great idea, I, yeah, I think it's God. Hallelujah. So I didn't think it was God at all, but it was. And then you got somebody to go buddy up because, like, here's the thing. You know you're going to be – if I know Jeff's waiting for me, I'm going to show up. There's mornings I wouldn't have showed up. Nowadays, you got all this technology. Put on the phone and talk. Put on a thing. Put on a speaker. That's why Miss Kathy, that back row, they've been, they've been begging you to get involved. Go in there and pray with somebody. How do you think you learn? You pray with somebody. Go to your church. When you're in your church, some of you guys don't go here. You go there and say, hey, is anybody praying around here? And I'm going to tell you right now, get around the people praying. The people praying are going someplace. I'm telling you, it's true. You know what I mean? And if you ain't got a prayer group, and you can, if you don't even go to this church, go see them ladies in the back row. They'll pray with you anyway. You could join on our prayer thing, and you could stay at your own church. They ain't one body. Ain't about that. I'm not trying to take nobody from nowhere. You understand me? But if you need someone to say, we don't have that where I'm at, well, get with them. They'll get it done. Get in there, give them his flurry, buy a shot card. They'll have the house. Man, you better not pray too early. Your whole house will wake up. They'll have you shouting in tongues 6 o'clock in the morning. You be waking up everybody. What was that? Go look at First Corinthians fourteen. You got to get this now because you got to you got to pull this in. Because here's my thing with this: if you don't understand why you're doing it, and you got three days, I don't got to go getting all wild with all this and um and getting you all you know all preach eight eight hours it is, and you you're all stuck in this. No, give me like six more minutes here. Look, First Corinthians fourteen. I want to follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh, now look at this. This is the word of God. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. Can I give you the scripture? Can I give you this other scripture God gave me as a foundational scripture to help you? Let me give you this one too. Can you go to, uh, I want to read, read this to you. This, one, this is the original one God gave me. I was going to use it as a text, but that didn't work. Um, that was probably my user error, not God, because he's, he's, he, knows, he knows how to preach better sermons than me. First Corinthians, can you go to First Corinthians 2 and 9? First Corinthians 2 and 9, I want to read this to you. And stay at First Corinthians, First Corinthians 2 9, and stay here, First Corinthians 14, 2. We're going to flip back and forth. You doing all right? You guys are doing great. Okay, now look at me real quick because I'm closing. You're going to have to start picking up the pace with this. You know what I'm saying? When you leave here, set your alarm. I don't, I'm, I, I get even wacky with it. 
If you can't set your, set your watch five minutes and pray, I don't think God's got a problem with it. I think we need the discipline before you ever get the desire. And I think then the desire, remember when you went to the gym? Yeah, you hated it the first couple times. Didn't you hate it? You know, your glutes are hurting. Oh, my God, you're going up the steps. You're like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? This is misery, right? And then all of a sudden, now you're kind of like, you like it. And it kind of become a habit. I'm going to tell you, everything you do in life has to become a habit. It has to become a habit, man. And I think it's okay to say God's got to become a habit. I don't think he's got a problem with it. I really don't. So I got to be like, all right, I got to start praying in spirit. So that might be your car ride. Give me three minutes. You know, I'm telling you right now, give me your, give me your shower. Hey, I'm in the shower. As soon as I get in the shower, turn the water on. I don't know what I'm doing. Just do it. Every day. Build consistency. You got to. Look at this. But as written, what? Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered in the heart of man. The what? Watch this. The things which God had prepared for them that love him. You got stuff for you waiting. God does. Watch this. Ten. Keep going. We're going to go all the way down to the end. But God, now watch this. He prepared things for them that love. He loves you. He wants to prepare. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. He said, my spirit wants to reveal everything to you. That's the Holy Spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. It's in you. Keep reading. Watch this. For what man knows the things of a man? Well, natural man knows the things of natural man, but spirit man knows the things of the spirit. Save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Here's what he's saying. Your spirit man knows spiritual things. And the spirit of God in you is trying to teach your spirit man the things of the spirit. Are you there? He's trying to train you in the ways you should go. Keep going. He keeps going. Watch this. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world. That's, the, that, that's the Ephesians chapter 2. He said the spirit of the world working to the children of disobedience. We got rid of that spirit. We were all born to the devil. Now we're born to God. You see it? You with me? And but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are of God. Keep going. Freely given to us of God. See what he's saying? I'm trying to reveal this spiritual stuff to you. Well, why you want to do that, God? Because I want you to live the best life now. Watch this, though. He even tells you how to do it. Which things also we speak? What do you mean we speak? Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but the Holy Ghost. You're going to prophesy up out of your spirit. You're going to go pull up out of the well. Spiritual things that God wants for you. Because without you saying it, you can't see it. You see why you give yourself to those? those? He said, where are these spiritual things? They're in you. You got to go get the bucket of tongues and draw it out. You got to go down in the well. Remember, you ever have to go to a well? I ain't never seen one like that, you know what I mean? But I seen it one time. We went somewhere, and the kids were with me. Where were we, Tennessee or somewhere? I don't know. I seen a well one time. Maybe it was somebody's house. And they had a well, a real well. I don't think they drank the water, but it was like there. And they had the bucket. Now, I had the one, you know what they did? You used to have it in the wall, and you turn it, and it came well water. But that's true. You could pump it. But I went to somebody's house, and they had the actual stupid little thing with the roof and the bucket, and it looked like there ain't no water in it. Ain't nobody going to drink it. You'd probably die. But I got it, right? You throw the bucket down there, and you pull up the water. I didn't do it, but I seen it. I got the concept. Rope, bucket, throw it down there, pull up the water. Spirit, you got the bucket of tongues. You got to go down in your well. We used to sing, spring up, oh well. Come on. Come on. Spring up, oh well, unto my soul. 
Spring up, oh well, and make me whole. Spring up, oh well. Give me that life eternally. Come on, it's in there. It's in your belly. You pull it up. Watch this. Go to the first part of that. You're doing great, Angela. Go to the first part. Which things also we speak? Man's wisdom doesn't teach the things we speak, but God's wisdom does because they're the things of God. The word of God and the things that the Spirit gives you in the Holy Ghost. You see it? Watch this. But which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. Now, watch this. He talks about natural man. He said, that joker don't know nothing. Watch 14. But the natural man received nothing of this. He thinks this is stupid. Your mind goes, you dumb sinner. What are you doing? Rabaka. What are you really doing? You ain't done. And you want to tell you your mind does? That unfruitful mess. Because your mind is part of your soul, and your soul don't want to give up your body. Look at me. I'm closing. Look at me. I'm closing. Your mind don't want to give up your body. So it tries to tell you, you ain't doing nothing. Don't listen to him. This preacher telling you all this stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Pray. He's just trying to be. No, I'm telling you why. Your mind don't want to give up. Because you know what? I beseech you there for brethren. By the mercies of God. Present your body a living sacrifice. Your body don't want to come to a living sacrifice. Your body wants to be in control. Wants to eat donuts all day. Eat Doritos and watch movies on Netflix. Watch golf all day on the golf channel while I'm shoving donuts down my pie hole and eating Doritos. That's what it wants to do. You can't let it do those. It'll kill you. Your body will kill you if you leave it alone. So you got to tell your body what it can do. But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God for they're foolish. This is stupid. You go to a prayer meeting at 6 o'clock in the morning and you run around and church. And then you bring, and you brought money to the church. What is wrong with you? Your mama should slap you. That's what your foolishness is telling you. What difference does this make? You know, when you start praying and you don't see no change, and I got news for you, honey, you ain't going to see change for a minute. You're going to just do it by faith. Yeah, do it by faith. I did it by faith for years, didn't see nothing. Got every building we got praying for somebody else to get a building. Prayed for somebody else to get a building. That could testify to it. I didn't want no building. Prayed for everybody else to get a building and got our own buildings while I prayed for them to get buildings, and I didn't even want buildings. And then when I was done, God said, I'll give you buildings. I said, well, ain't that something there? Hey, maybe this praying thing works off. You don't have to pay for stuff. Come on, guys. Let me tell you, every, remember this, don't forget it. Every second you give God is never a waste of time. Never a waste of time. But look what it says. He receives not the for the foolish on him. This is foolish. Going to church, read your Bible, praying, telling you, ain't it foolish? It's, your head thinks it's foolish, but it's not. You're making the best commitment of your life. That's why young guys, there ain't nothing out there you want in the world. Young, young old, you see, older people are smarter. You know what I mean? Just because you live more life, you get it. But, you know, you're young, you go to church, they're like, oh, man, I go to church. This is crazy. Man, I'll tell you what, stay in church every time they open the door. The smartest thing in the world you can do, but pay attention when you get there. You know what I'm saying? Watch this. Here we go. Watch this. Ain't done. Watch. Because they are what? Neither can they know them because they're spiritually discerned. Go in and pray in the spirit is a spiritually discerned thing. This ain't no natural thing. But your flesh don't want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Your flesh don't want to do it. It's okay, though. Ain't this good to know? I feel normal when I read these scriptures. I don't want to do it. I'm the pastor of the church. I don't want to do it. How much more do you not want to do it? Look, 15. But, but he that is spiritual does all things, yet he said, judge no man. Watch 16. Get this part. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we got the mind of Christ. 
We know we're making a commitment to it. Now go to First Corinthians 14. We're done. You can play something soft. You ready? Hey, we get you filled all week long. We'll pro- I promise you, we're gonna have a, we'll have an open forum. We'll do all that. It's Wednesday night. Friday night, we got more time. You guys aren't going to get up in the morning. Look at this. Look at this. Ready? For he that speaketh in unknown tongues, speaking not unto men, but unto God. For no man understanding how being the Spirit, he speaks mysteries. So when you're praying in tongues, who are you praying to? God. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. How in the world would you not? Why in the world would you not pray the perfect prayer? Why are you complicating life? You pray in these prayers, you got to try to figure out. But you, I pray in tongues more for all of you than I do in English. I ain't got that much on you on English. I don't know what you need. We in the, when we fast and you guys hand in all your prayer requests, I read somebody I, just, somebody I just seen in your face. I don't know where they went. All right, I read your prayer request. You guys, I read your prayer request. That took three minutes. What I do after I do this, oh, God, bless the kids. I'm looking at Miss Kathy. She gave me her prayer card. I know some of you. She ain't going to care if I say. I went right down the line, and some of them I know, and that took me about two minutes. Now what do I do? Pack it in? Oh, God bless you. No, I say, all right, God. You don't think God knew? I got it right here. You wouldn't do with yours. All you jokers. That's why when I tell you do it, do it. You get me? What do you think? You don't think God knows what you need? I ain't got no idea what you need. I don't even know what I need. How am I going to know what you need? How be it he speaks mysteries in the spirit? You got you, you to you know what a mystery is revealed? A revelation. Once you got revelation, you a dangerous individual. Once these mysteries get revealed, you got a revelation. And the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven all come through revelation. Once you got a revelation about God, nobody can take that from you. They can tell you whatever they want to tell you. Once you know something about God, you know you know when you're a knower. Ain't nobody going to take it from you. Keep going. Re- watch verse 3. We've got to read a little bit. I'm going to let you go. But he that prophesies speaking on men edification and exhortation. We understand that. God would rather you prophesy. He speaks. Watch this. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue makes himself strong. That's just like that Proverbs 1. How you get strong? Edifies himself. But he that prophesies edifies the church. Why do you edify the church? Because the church can understand natural language. They can't understand tongues. What is, what is prophecy? Prophecy revealed becomes tongues and interpretation, which is edification. You understand that? See, but tongues unknown don't really edify the church, edifies you. Tongues revealed edifies the church now because it has become prophecy. It equals prophecy. Does that make sense? You can understand in English what you're saying. But when you pray in tongues, this is why God said it's better. I'd rather you prophesy because prophecy is understanding instruction, edifies the church. But when you pray in tongues, you edify yourself. That's how you build yourself up strong to fight all the stuff you've got to fight. And when hell comes knocking on your door, you laugh at it. Ha, ha, ha. I'm so loaded in the Holy Ghost, I, you can't do nothing. Strong man's spirit can sustain him through bodily pain and trouble. Strong man's spirit. Strong man's spirit. You got to stay strong in the Lord. Keep going. He edifies himself. I rather y'all speak in tongues. Prophesy. Why? Because he prophesies greater for the church. But prophecy is greater for you. No. Edification is greater for you. Prophecy is better for the church. If they understand it. You can't rush. I come in here and go, What's that mean to you? Nothing. But if I came in here, I'm telling the church today, you're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You get all excited about it because now you can understand it. But when you sit there and bah, 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 I'm edifying myself. Watch right here. We're going to go to about six. He that speaketh in unknown tongues, that he that speaketh in tongues, except the interpret that the church may receive edification. 
tongues interpreted, it becomes edification for the church. We don't need to get into all that. I don't want to keep you all night. Read this next one. Uh, he said this. Uh, go to verse 14. Let me just skip and just help you because you got to go. You all right? First Corinthians 14, 14. You're doing it. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, for if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. What do you mean my spirit? The real you. Your spirit. You want to locate your spirit? Start praying in tongues. You know what's funny? Where is this river? In my belly. So if my belly holds my spirit and God is and said that my spirit is in him, then I guess he's inside of me. Man, when you get God inward minded and God inward conscious, something changes in your life because my help ain't coming from the hills. My help's coming from within because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the earth. Everybody, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And my understanding is unfruitful. What's that mean? My head don't know what I'm doing, but don't let your head get in the way. Just keep your spirit connected. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.